that your home fellowship, the reason why it will grow is because a door of utterance has been opened unto you. Your people will want to come to church. They want to come to the fellowship because when you open your mouth, something strange always happens. You soothe their heart. Joy streams begins to flow into their lives. We receive the door of utterance in the name of Jesus. And you know, one of the ways to activate the door of utterance is by speaking in tongues. He said, and they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them what? Uh, help me tonight. As the Spirit did what? Gave them utterance. So who gives utterance? The Spirit. And when you exercise yourself more in the Spirit, you become a man of great utterances. Uh, you are catching what I'm saying, right? Yes. So anybody who is a great, uh, what's the word? Has great utterance is a man who prays a lot in tongues. So you wake up, Kero Siprava, Kesto Rekoniste Brefe, Remodiake, Karos Jehedi, Manopa, Kalaziswari. What you are doing is that a door of utterance is being opened unto you. And in a very short time, when you begin to open your mouth, mysteries will come out of your mouth. You know, a lot of people have gone ahead of us, but there are depths of revelation in God. He's going to unleash them unto you. He's going to release them into your life. Do you know that there are about a billion songs that have not yet been sung? But when you listen to other songs, you say, so is there any other song that can be sung again? Oh, plenty. So the mystery of Christ and the revelations about Christ, there are billions of them. As you speak in other tongues, your mind will be activated. You'll be like an SSS graduate, but when you open your mouth, the wisdom of God that surpasses all the universities of this world, the Sorbonne, the Yale and the Oxfords, and all these Ivy Leagues, they will be coming to study at your tongue. Why? Because the spirit, who is the custodian of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, has come upon you. Now, from today, I baptize you with constant speaking of tongues. I can't hear your Amen. Look, one of the advantages that God has given us is speaking in tongues. Today, I had to meet somebody and my phone went off. I said, God, help me. I looked for everywhere for the person because the person was supposed to come at a certain time. I said, Lord, help me. Otherwise, this person would think I'm a deceiver because I've had many, many appointments with this person and I had to cancel it. But now that I'm going to meet her, my phone is also off. You see what I'm saying? The person may be thinking that I intentionally put off my phone. So I said, God, this one, you have to save me. I'm your man. Hallelujah. So I began to speak into I said, Lord, help me. I looked. I couldn't find it. So I just went to sit in the car. Big place. So as I was sitting there, the person came to walk by my car. She couldn't find any other place to walk, but came to walk in front of my car, and she even stopped. May God give you help in the name of Jesus. So listen, if you are working in the office, you can be speaking in tongues. Oh, said, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm exercising some spiritual exercises. Hallelujah. When you speak in tongues, you become mysterious. He said, the wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou can hear the sound thereof, but canst not tell from whence it cometh or where it goeth. So it's every man that is 
born of the Spirit. Listen, your life should be mysterious. Oh. You are not ready for me tonight. Maybe I should talk to the pastors on my right hand. I say your life should be mysterious. Yeah. It's there, it's there. John 3 verse 8, or there about 6 or 5 or 3. John 3. He said, the wind bloweth. He said, as the wind is, so should your life be like. You can hear the sound of the wind, but you can't tell where the wind is going. May you become very unpredictable. And the way you become that is when you speak in tongues a lot. Deploy the help of the Holy Ghost. People under you are not listening to you. Deploy prayer in tongues. Leave the other man say, Father, grant me audience. You know, yesterday I talked to you about somebody planning a whole year to gain audience with the Kinahestros, Kinzerzes. I told you about it yesterday. That guy was, you know, always consulting, throwing calories, divining and calculating a season, a time when if he goes to the king, the king will listen. One year, one year. I said, one year. You pray two weeks, you have given up. You wake up midnight, one, two, three, my brother. Yes, somebody is repenting in the name of Jesus. Somebody is calculating to destroy you. It takes a whole year, did he? A whole year. Every day, you go and throw the dice. It's like six miludu. Six miludu. Have you know how to play ludu? Do you know how to play ludu here? Do you know how to play ludu? And you are looking for double six. You are using double dice. Every day he will go, he will throw the dice. He will get one and five. Another time, when he throws the dice, he will get two and four. Then suddenly he will get one and six. Then suddenly he gets six and five. He, was, he kept throwing it, he kept throwing it, he kept throwing the dice. Then one day, the two dices, six, six, then he realized that this is my opportunity. May you never give up in the name of Jesus. Those of you, you pray, young men, 20, 30, you are not married, you don't have responsibilities at night. Come on, I'm preaching to you here. I say, you don't have any responsibility at night. Even men who are married, they still wake up and pray. Look at you. Hallelujah. Eh? Come on, I'm preaching. Let me hear amen. My wife told me a story about a gentleman who got married fresh. And later he comes to the office, you'll be sleeping like that. <laughs> you have no idea. The man will be sleeping like that. So they were wondering, why, why do you always sleep? Sleep during working hours. I say, oh, Lord, I've been very busy in the night. <laughs> you know, my wife has been engaging my services throughout the night. But you, you don't have engaged services. Yet you cannot wake up and pray. And when they call you, you are saying, don't, don't, don't bother me. We shouldn't bother you. We shouldn't bother you. Why are you saved? That what... what what is the training? Where is the discipleship? Where is the armor and the training that we are giving to you? If you became born again and you keep sleeping, sleeping, how would you grow? I say, how would you grow? To be a disciple is to discipline. I charge you, wake up and pray. Amen. Look, when you start doing that, within three years, you see that you'll be jumping wild like that. I say, wild like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And then I woke up at midnight and I was praying. After I pray, oh, when you don't see me on the page, don't make a mistake. <laughs> you are the one joking. Tell, you are the one joking. Tell, tell the person, 
Shake the chair. You are the ones, you are the ones sleeping. Oh. Because some of you see the oh, Pastor Crow, I'm on fire. I'm not dying, Crow. I'm awake. I'm, I'm engaging forces. Let me hear your loud amen. amen. Oh, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. So one day I went to pray and I went to lie down. And then God showed me a vision of one of our members here. He was. I mean, the bed, it's as if God carried the bedding that the guy was going through on me like that. Hey, I had this, but this one, no, it was as if I'd been in. So I said, hey, brother, don't take a move, don't go anywhere, because what I saw about you is no joke, because the thing came on me like it's, it's, it's in real life situation. So I, I said, don't go anywhere, come here. So he came, I had to pray. When I prayed for him, he told me he had had his body leave, his spirit leave his body three times. Three times, though. But he left and came back. So the spirit of death was on his case. Imagine our sleepiness. We'll just have another funeral here. You, God has made you a watchman in your family. You that, you have light, oh. You sleep. You, you, you sleep like a laborer. You know laborers, they sleep very well. Because like for one, they'll carry concrete. Did you carry concrete? You didn't carry any concrete. But when you are sleeping, it's like you're a laborer. Anything we will do, you will not hear. Meanwhile, you didn't do any laborer work. Your father is not well. Your mother is not well. You are sleeping. Instead of you waking up at midnight and saying, Father, for my sake, deliver my family. You have found comfort in a sleep. And when we call, you say, trouble me not. Trouble me not. Trouble me not. The door is now shut. And it's late. And I'm in bed with my children. I cannot rise and pray. As if you are praying for me. That's why I charge the mob's leaders. Stop, don't be nice to these people. Because you see, when trouble hits them, it will hit you. And I called him to pray. He didn't wake up. Wake up! You have, you have to move this. Let me hear amen. amen. If they don't pray, you will be in a lot of problems. People will be dying in your pastorate. This one will die. This one, then the mind, the father is dead. Every day you are going for only you in your group. Every day, every week funeral. It's a sign that you, the leader, you are not praying, and your people are not praying. I know you're not saying, man, but I don't care at all. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? So don't, when people are not praying, don't, 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 don't treat them lightly. Don't, don't say, oh, it's okay. Don't look at people's faces. You know what God told Jeremiah? He said. He said, don't look at their faces. Don't do what? Because you see, when you look at people's faces, the things you must tell them, you cannot tell them. Oh, I'm preaching right now. I say, when you look at people's faces, maybe this guy has given me four crates of egg. Frio. And if I have to rebuke him, he came late and he didn't pray. He said, but when I remember the four eggs, no, Charlie. Four crates of egg, no, then I said, oh, no, you can't do that. If, if you are that kind of person, you will never be effective in life. Receive the anointing of a flint face. 
Concerning Jesus, he said, the Lord will set your face as a flint. You know what a flint is according to Isaiah 50? Hard, sedimentary rock. The rock that the, the sea and the waves have, they have hit over years. They become hard. They are black. You never see a sedimentary rock in the sea that is white. It has been acidified. hard. So because of some eggs, oh, I'm preaching. Because of some eggs, I cannot rebuke him. Say, wake up and pray. Charlie, may we overcome in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, may we overcome these things. You see, you look at people, so the Lord said, they say, see, come on, say, see. See, I've said thee, eh? I've said thee over the nations and the kingdom to root out. Hey, Carol, see a man eh? We're going to root out some dirty and deadly things you have sold in your life. He said, to root out, to pull up, to throw down, to destroy, and to plant, and to build. That is the anointing of the prophets. So one of the things that God will be doing, you're like, it will be rooting out, you see, you have sown some dangerous herbs. We are going to root them out in the name of Jesus Christ. Stop, stop being this, your nice, nice girl. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You're always looking, mama, mama, but you don't pray. You come and you present yourself as some angelic being. You look so debonair and delicate as a young sister, Klikovi. Beautiful girl. So, hello, hello, how are you? And then we are leaving you, and things are eating you up. You better go and pray in the name of Jesus. So you, the pastor, eh? Don't be nice. If you are nice, you will not see results. Uh-huh. When you see that you blast them, the thing cuts them. Uh-huh. By the sadness of the... Please show me that scripture. Ecclesiastes. He said, it is better to go to the house of mourning than the house of mirth, party, drink, laughter. Then he said, for by the sadness of the countenance, the heart is made better. If you really want people to change, you cannot always make them laugh. I know you don't say amen. They have have made you a comedian. You are only bringing changes to people's face and not their hearts. You always reduce the muscles on their face and they are happy and laughing. But inside, things are not changing. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men. And the living will take it to her. The next verse. Quickly. Verse 3. Come on, man. Sorry is better than laughter. For by the sadness of the world... Please help me. By the words. The way is made better. Have you seen it? So real change happens when people's faces are not happy. The truth is spoken to them. And you know, when somebody tells you the truth, you don't don't like it. I say you wouldn't like it. But it is that same truth that makes you free. Let me hear amen. We always say on Sunday, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall not set you make. It's a process. Set is like one of, no, it's a process. John 8 and verse 32, and the truth shall make you. So the more of the revelation of the truth you have, 
then the more you are getting free. I see you free in the name of Jesus. I see you getting free in the name of Jesus. There's ever a word like that. So I, I command the door of utterance to be opened unto you. By the mystery of prayer, the anointing will increase on your life. Young ladies, young men, receive the anointing tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's continue. We have a lot to say. Whatever we get to, we will stop. The next one I want to talk about is the door of importunity. Say the door of importunity. Say importunity. Say with energy. Say importunity. You see, this is the door. This is the door that is like we are called into. The door of importunity is like the door of ministry. And the door of importunity is a door that is closed. That is not easily open. Come on, church. Are you here? Are you, are you with me or you left me alone? I say it's a door that is literally closed, but it's not usually open. So when the Bible says in Luke 11, ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock. What he's talking about, knock, is the door. And that door is the door of importunity. Say importunity. And the door of importunity, it doesn't open once. You know, when you go to a house, you knock the door. Cock, cock, cock. Somebody comes to open you. You knock only once. And in fact, when you go to somebody's house and you knock once, you have to wait, right? Because if you keep knocking, you will anger the people who are inside. Say, don't you have any sense in your head? If you knock once, won't you wait or you press the doorbell? You have to wait. You can't do that, amen. But for the door of importunity, you have to do kick on, kick on, kick on, kick on, kick on. The whole idea is to make the people mad. Because it is madness that will force them to open the door. Oh, you didn't say amen. The reason why they are opening it is because they are angry and they've opened the door anyway. Why are you knocking like that? But in the process of complaining, they have opened the door for you. There are some doors, when it's open for you, the people who did it for you will be angry. But don't worry, can I preach to somebody here? Somebody gives you a car. After he has given you the car, he's angry. It's a door of importunity that the Lord has given to you. Somebody takes you in a job, a vacancy, opens the door for you. After they brought you in, they get angry. They say, I shouldn't have done it. It was a door of importunity that was open for you. May you recognize it in the name of Jesus. And so sometimes a blessing comes your way, but the people who engineered it, they are angry. Don't worry. It's a door of importunity. God organized it like that. So it's not every blessing that people will smile at you. And then the thing they give you, they're happy. Sometimes when they give you the blessing, they will be angry. It was your importunity that opened that door. I've so many examples to share with you. So let's go to Luke chapter 5, verse 11. He said, he said and he said unto Jesus, said, which of you shall have a friend? Come on, say a friend. So you see, there's going to be three friends here. There are three friends. A friend going to a friend because of another friend. He said, and he said, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto your friend at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. Lend me three loaves. For a friend, have you seen it there? In his journey is come unto me and I have nothing to set before him. Verse 6. So look at me, everybody. Look at me. The ministry, eh? Aram. This work we are doing, we are doing it for other people. It's not for us. Hallelujah. And usually, 
those kind of ministry, it takes extra effort of knocking, 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 knocking just to help somebody. That's why midnight prayer and the mosque prayer is about other people because it was a prayer at midnight. It was a request made at midnight and the request was not made for the friend who was stepping in for another friend who had come to him and had no food. But he knew a friend who had food and he was trying to get food from the friend to give to his friend. Ha! Huh. That's what we are doing. We are trying to help people by telling our friend Jesus, anoint them. Jesus, help them. Jesus, deliver them. Jesus, save them. And interestingly, the picture is as if Jesus was the one in the room. You'll be amazed. Do you know what it takes for an angel to intervene in our face? When the angel of the Lord came to deliver Peter, when Herod had taken Peter, Bible said, and prayer was made without ceasing for Peter by the church. But a day before they would execute Peter, look at what the angel said. I was surprised. As soon as the angel came, he told Peter, Peter, quickly, why? Why would an angel be in a hurry? Because the volume of prayer deposited can only make this amount of time in time. Those of you, you pray later, you are tired. You don't know. For an angel to step into time, eh, it takes... Are you getting what I'm telling you? Did you understand what I just said? It takes a lot of prayer. Prayers were made without ceasing for Peter. And when the angel came, angel, he told him, hurry up. Because if you don't hurry up, the time span I have to enter into the earth realm and do what I have to do, it will expire. But it took days of prayer. May you never give up on prayer. I can't hear your amen. So sometimes weeks of prayer can only allow one minute of angelic intervention. When you go read, read Acts chapter 12 and see what I'm saying. I'll talk about that. The door of Rhoda. I just jumped a little bit, but let's continue. Amen. So, so, so the door of importunity is usually the ministry. Because what we are trying to do is to get something from somebody to help somebody. And the person who gives us the help is Jesus. And he said, <laughs> he is the one in the room. He said, for a friend in his journey has come unto me and I have nothing to say before him. Then he said, and he, come on, say he. So this man has gone to his friend's door. Then he said, who are you? He said, I have a friend. He has come. He's hungry, parted, broke, disgusted. I need to help him. Let me bread. I need bread. Not for me, but for somebody. And then he said, but he, come on, say but he. The next verse, but he from within shall say unto thee, trouble me not. Oh, trouble me not. The door is shut. And I am in bed with my children and I cannot rise and give you bread. This is Jesus telling you what it takes to get results. May you never give up on life. Are you seeing what I'm saying? This friend insights, it was Jesus who spoke this parable. <laughs> God is saying that. What moves me really is importunity. 
Before I anoint you, when I give you the anointing, you evaluate. Because you see, the things you have to go through for you to get this kind of grace, you will not mess with that anointing anymore. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So the person inside the room is the Lord. And he's saying that, I am not going to rise because you are my friend. No. I know your name. Your name is Ni. So why should I rise and give you bread? What is so special about you? I've denied many, many people, but I want to see whether you have some shootspah, like the Jews will say, or you have some guts or temerity, some audacity to challenge my words and my conditionalities. Hey, may God anoint somebody here in the name of Jesus. So he's telling him that don't, when you knock one, don't stop. I said, don't stop. I said, don't stop. He said, he from this, I tell you, trouble me not. So the first level of importunity, the door of importunity is that it seems like you are troubling the person. So a lot of the souls, when it looks like you are troubling them, it's a phase. It's a stage. That means you are getting somewhere. Amen. If you wake somebody up and the person says, trouble me not, you are doing something right. Uh, I say you are doing something right. If you call a soul and the person cuts the line, you are doing something right. If nobody has cut a call on you or missed your call and never called back, you have not started. Because Bible is saying that the first level of the ministry of importunity is the person who say, you are worrying me. I'm sleeping. Can't you know I'm busy? This is sleeping time. What are you calling me to come and give you bread for? Why? Why? Why is it church? Why? One church. Every day you are calling us and you come for this. You should come for that. Why are you people? Why are you people going? We are going to heaven. Hallelujah. And we want you to be saved. Clap your hands and say a big amen. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he's knocking and the man is saying that. What he's trying to tell here, he said, don't stop knocking. I'll wake up. But I want to see whether you keep knocking. So he said, he said trouble me not. Eh? The door. Come on, say the door. No opportunity. So it looks like it's getting worse. But you see, if you keep knocking, if you keep knocking, if you keep knocking, you will go through the trouble stage. You will go to the closed door stage. You will come to the place where you say, I'm sleeping in my bed with my children. If I try to get up, they will wake up. And you know, my last baby here is about one month. Like Minas dot son, can't disturb Papa. Hallelujah. <laughs> This what can make them leave to church. <laughs> when you say, I'm not sleeping. All of you, you not sleep the whole night. So the reason why he was saying was that if I wake up, this, this little boy wakes up. Hey, I can't sleep the whole night. So I don't want you to disturb me because if this baby wakes up, we are on all night. They said, my children, and then he said, I cannot rise. In other words, I've willed that I will not rise and give you bread. Will. I will not. I cannot. But Bible says. He said, said, though he will not rise and give him bread, yet, though he is his friend. So listen, it's not not, not being nice to you. Didi, how are you? We can never go to a certain level if I'm always nice with Didi. There are some things I ask him to do he will never do. I have to go beyond friendship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, 
this one, friendship cannot solve it. He said, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. The next verse, read it. Yet because of his importunity, restlessness, keep knocking, the force. Sit down. I don't know why it's like that. Kuti, I don't know why it's like that. I don't know why God cannot just give us things easily. When you see him, you can ask him, hallelujah. I don't know. Sometimes I pray, uh, I say, ah, why? One anointing per year, kitty, kitty anointing. A bomb by yes, ah, katole, kateye, adoni mekie, abalo kadie, adosi amane, iyododoneye, one anointing, oh. You pray, ah, hey. Very easy, hallelujah. Those of you, you want to swing on, on sweet beds of roses. I'm a Christian. I am flowing. The winds are falling for me. The lines are falling for me. Nice. It's not like that. If you look at the thing well, it is Jesus who is talking about importunity. He's the one inside the room. Why didn't, why didn't he say Peter the day they prayed? I mean, can you understand? Can we talk? Can we talk a bit? Are you here? So the first day they, they, they called him, Lord, come and save Peter. Why did he come? Second day, he didn't come. Third day, he didn't. it was the last day. Why? Ask your neighbor why. Why does God wait till the last day? When you see me in heaven, you can ask him, hallelujah. I don't have answers for that. But I know that I don't have to give up. I said I don't have to give up. I have to keep pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing. And when I keep pressing, 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 the door will open. I said the door will open. Anything you want to do in life, keep knocking, keep knocking. Keep knocking. You want to be a preacher? Keep preaching. Preach to weeks. When you go to the bathroom, you take your sponge. Preach to the water. Come on, water. Shout amen. amen. Preach to the walls. Preach to empty chairs. You're not, you not responding like I'm expecting. Yeah. If you want to be blessed, begin to act as if you are blessed. And you don't give up. Oh. You say, do you have any... I went to a conference in uh, Orlando, Florida. And he said, they said we should make friends. Which I'm from Africa. <laughs> huh. The first man, the first guy, a Caucasian American, I tried to interact. Oh, how are you? My name is. He said, Are you from Africa? I said, Yeah. Then he said, Do you have any need? The first thing he told me, Do I have any need? She said, Yeah, dear. A handful, I mean, like poor people and you know beggars. That's what he told me. I've heard Bishop Oyedepo say that that somebody asked him the same question: that do you have any needs? And he said he has. They did it when when the guy said that. I remembered Bishop Oyedepo, so I remembered the answer. I say I ha I don't have any needs. I'm only here to meet your needs. <laughs> I didn't say that one, but it was in my spirit. Hallelujah. But he told me, do I have any need? Let me say, any African who goes, we go to beg. May you stop begging in the name of Jesus. So we have been associated with, so even the thing we have, they can't receive. Because in, when they see the black man and the African, beggars, beggars. That is going to change. I see Caucasians from eh, Sweden, Norway, working for you in the name of Jesus. Like I'm talking about the blonde hair, blue-eyed Huh? Iron kind of tribe. They will be working for you and calling you boss. Look, they are, they are not responding. Let me talk. I said, they'll call you boss. The name of Jesus Christ. 
Anything you believe, you will receive it in the name of Jesus. I say, how is it going to happen? Receive the prophecy, and it's going to happen in Jesus' name. I'm calling you boss. I said, they'll be calling you boss. I said, they'll be calling you boss. In Jesus' mighty name. So people, there are some things, he said, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give, because he's his friend, yet because of it, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. That means that when you get to the place where you become an irritator, come on, say irritator. Have you seen? One of the real anointing, if you see somebody who's anointed, they are always irritating you. Irritating you. They, 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 well, they always rob you the wrong way. And that's why you have to be careful you don't get offended. Let me hear him. Oh, yeah. They are chief irritators. Have you prayed? Where did you go? Well, I'm looking at you. Then they'll say one or two things. Yeah, Pastor, every day you are saying something about They are chief irritators. Hallelujah. But you see, because of that, they make you receive more than you can actually produce. He said he will give. He will rise and give more than you even asked. I say more than you even asked. So, beloved, stop being these nice, nice leaders, pastors. You are so nice. You'll never get results. Glory to God. I'm preaching from the Bible. Are you here or you have gone? You have gone. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He said he will rise and give him more as many as he reeked. So, the man is waking up not happy. It's not everybody who do things happy. Get used to it. Hallelujah. Oh, they didn't get that one. So now we are flowing with a lot of revelation. I'm saying that it's not everybody who do the things you've asked them to do who will do it happily. Do you think when you woke up and he was giving him bread as many as he wants, he was smiling and said, oh, you have done a good job. Woke me up from my bed. Thank you very much. Take care. You are disturbing. You are a troublemaker. Take and go. Hallelujah. Receive the anointing of the door of utterance in the name of Jesus. I had a story of a guy who was looking for a job. He wrote, is it 5,000 letters to one company? You, you write three. El Pastor, they didn't take me. You are not serious. He wrote 5,000 letters to one company. Every week, they'll see the guy's name. They said, no, this guy, calling for interview because... He will never stop worrying us. Receive that kind of anointing in the name of... Oh, you did, I said, receive that kind of anointing. You go to the embassy, they bounce you one. You come, you are crying. When they bounce you at an embassy, it's the first badge of honor. You go again. Are you here? Yes. <laughs> are you here again? Oh, yes, I am here again. I, I want to go to America. <laughs> you cannot stop me. <laughs> You show a face. I say, no, this guy. If we don't do something about him, either we ban him or we give him. They have to, you force them to make a decision. And if you go to embassy once. I know somebody, he doesn't want to hear any embassy. I deliver you from the fear of going to embassy. Say, in the name of you. So you went to embassy once and they bounce you. Now, Unenam, Dubai, Jakarta, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. You don't want to try here anymore. Say, can you go to London? He said, no, no, I want to go to Indonesia, visa free. Now, all your trip is towards the east. Lose your fear tonight in the name of Jesus. Keep banging the door. Somebody has to make a decision. Force them to make that decision for you. That is a ministry. That's why we say, go bring their souls. 
they jump, they will go again. When they say that you are not giving up, they go through trouble, they go through, the door is shut, they go through my children, if they don't have children, their phones are with them, or whatever, and then they come to a place I will not, but after that, they will give up. Can you receive that anointing tonight? I say, can you receive that kind of anointing? It's not for everybody. It's for somebody who is determined that I will succeed in what God has called me to do. I release that grace upon you tonight. 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 Pastors, leaders, let's be tough, hardened. Do you know that all the resources we need to finish this house is here. Sometimes when I look at your face, I say, oh, you don't have. Hey. Yeah. We, we can finish this place. Yeah. All the resources, God has purpose that you sitting here is with you. You'll be, asked, you'll be amazed. But if we don't knock and knock, and some of you, sometimes it's like we are troubling you. Some of you, it's like the door is shut. You see, it's the same thing. In fact, in the ministry, one of the things you must learn is how to raise money for the work. Who should come and give you money to do the work? Hello? Who should come and give you the money? So I'm waiting for foreign donors to become the bank and the government of the country. Without a foreign donor, you cannot do any road. So it's part of it. Pastors, are you listening to what I'm telling you? Say, so we don't have money. Who should raise the money? It's part of the anointing. Oh, did you hear what I said? You'll be amazed when people are, you know, taught and encouraged the things they can do. You'll be shocked. You say, it's the same people. Yes, the same people. But because you are looking at faces, you have been paralyzed. May you look beyond faces of men. But last point, they will stand up and then we pray. Number four. This is of the um, doors with obstacles. Number four. The door of Rhoda. Say the door of Rhoda. Say Rhoda. Rhoda is, is a young lady who was, when, when Peter was, the angel of the Lord came to deliver Peter from the jail cell in uh, Acts chapter 12. Peter, Bible said, when he came to himself, he realized that the thing that was happening to him was not a dream, that actually he had been delivered. So he said, as he was thinking over this, he went to John Mark's mother's house. And when he got there, he knocked the door. Come on, say the door of Rhoda. <laughs> Come on, I can't hear you. I think we should read a bit of this story because it's so interesting. When, when she knocked the door, he knocked the door, Babus and, and Rhoda knew Peter's voice and wouldn't open the door because of gladness, but he rather, instead of, instead of opening the door for the man who has run from prison, they are looking for him to kill. Hey, he has come to the church door. Now the person watching the door say, Oba, you will not enter. It's a message I'm preaching to you. Hmm. This is Acts chapter 12. Go to Acts chapter 12. And this is, uh, I 
think 11, 18, yes. Acts 12 and verse 14. He said, and when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate or the door. Ah! The guy is on a run from prison. You know, think about what happened to the prisoners. Have you ever thought? Now, Peter was chained with two men in the inner cell. So where he was sleeping, there was a chain here, but there was a man with a chain and another man. And then there's another gate and another gate before you can come out of the prison. Con thank you. Condemn cell. You are not coming out. Because the following day, they were going to ex execute him. And then the angel of the Lord comes and says, quickly, 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 get up. Let's go. I don't have too much time here. Because your prayer is going to expire very soon. Then this man comes out of these three gates. You know what happens next? What do you think Herod did to those prisoners, the, the, the guards? Who killed them? Thank you. This, this is called collateral death. Just by reason of being near people, Peter, for that matter. Those people, they don't spare. They will kill all of them. Everyone associated with that door, with the escape of Peter. Though it was a supernatural thing. Look, a lot of people are dying for you, but you don't know. It is God, because he doesn't need you to know. I don't think Peter was involved in the what happened after he was delivered. But all those who were involved in capturing him, their heads went to the gallows. May God do things whilst you are sleeping in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so listen, I'm, I, 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 say the door of Rhoda. Now, Rhoda was an usher. I say she was an usher. And then he heard the voice of Peter, and Peter wanted to run inside. When he, she heard the voice of Peter, instead of opening the door, she rather ran inside. And Bible says she knew Peter's voice. So if you knew Peter's voice, why won't you open the door? And you know that Peter was in prison. It's a supernatural act that Peter is now standing behind the gate and seeking to come inside. Bible says for gladness. Instead of opening, she went to that and tell them, oh, Peter is standing at the naivety, church naivety. A lot of people want to come into the church, but sometimes eh, we ourselves, we stand at the door of Rhoda and we block it. We block the door. Hallelujah. It is the Spirit of God that changes people. Anybody should come in. Let me hear amen. And you know, sometimes you don't stop them, but the way you look at them, they will never come to church again. I'm talking to you. Look at me, everybody. When you started being a Christian, that is not how you used to dress. All your dresses were short, but by the grace of God. I said, by the grace of God. Now you are wearing long dresses. And now you are standing as a judge and a jury. As a judge and a jury. And you are judging somebody the way you looked at the person with your eyes. The person concluded in her heart that she's not accepted here. So though we are saying we are together again, just, oh. She had made up her and she wouldn't come to church anymore. 
That is the story of Rhoda. Those who watch the gates, those who come into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Rhoda was naive. She didn't understand her duty. Now, if you're in church and we give you a specific assignment to play, don't get carried away and lose your focus. Hallelujah. I saw a video of a cameraman. <laughs> he was also taking video of an anointing service, and he also, he, he also went down. You don't have to go down. If you go down, who will take the video? Come on, I can't hear him. <laughs> so I was slain in the spirit. And then you break the camera. You heard that story of the guy who said, if you break my camera, you pay one million. <laughs> so, this fall and break, fall and break anointing. You are holding camera, then you fall. Then you hit the camera. Bam! He says anointing. I said, you broke the camera. He was anointed. God knows that you are holding camera, and that camera is expensive. So you don't fall and break the camera. So I was carried by the spirit of God. We are carried by, put the camera down and, and fall. <laughs> You know, say, as soon as you put the camera, you can't just, <laughs> you can just dive and then the ushers will catch you. Amen. And then you break, you, you break the camera and so it was the anointing, brother. I told you the story. I was in a revival meeting and the ushers were supposed to hold me. No, ushers, listen. You see, this, these are part of the doors of Rhoda. You see a man of God laying hands. You should be standing at the back. Hallelujah. So you see that now, immediately, you don't have to be told, but you are distracted, you are, you are listening, you are watching the ministration. Now, instead of focusing on the pet, you see, are you getting what I'm saying? May we grow up in the name of Jesus. Instead of the usher, the guy, the man lays hands on me, instead of the ushers catching me, they didn't catch me. And I went full force. I, dis I dislocated my shoulder. For many, many months, I couldn't lift my hand. But I vowed that, look me, I cannot be hurt. <laughs> I cannot go to church and get a fracture. I decided, after some time, the hand began to lift by itself. That's why I said, hey, you cannot be hurt in church. Let me hear amen. You must believe it. But you see, the ministry of the roaders are naive people who are watching gates. People who think that without prayer, the thing will work. Those who have been given responsibility, and you are so naive, you are always distracted. But the reason why we position you at the gate is so that when you hear Peter's voice, open the door immediately. And you are dilly dallying. Let's read it and then we close. Go to Acts chapter 12, quickly. Are you being blessed tonight at all? Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 12. Thank you, Lord. Verse 11, Acts 12, verse 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the... Lord had sent this angel and has delivered me out of the hands of Herod and from all the expectations of the people of the Jews. May the expectations be cut off in the name of Jesus. And when he had considered the thing, he came in the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was John Mark, the same guy that caused the rift between Barnabas and Pete Paul, where many were gathered together praying. Now, why were they praying? Why were they praying? Verse 1 talks about, and Herod vexed certain of the church, took James and killed. But prayers were made without ceasing for Peter. So where Peter went was exactly where they were praying. The prayer they were praying, God had already answered. 
And then we needed somebody to open the door so that the prayer would stop. They kept on praying when the same person they were praying for had come. My God. May you never waste prayers unnecessarily in the name of Jesus. Because somebody who is supposed to do something is forgotten his role. Somebody who is supposed to be in place. Somebody who is supposed to connect one and two. They are not doing their job. And because of that, the blessings are delayed. Meanwhile, the, the, the thing you are praying for is standing at the door. I said, it's standing at the door. The blessings you are praying that God will bless you is standing right there. But somebody you have assigned there is not doing their job well. May God deliver us in the name of Jesus. May God, those who are delaying and frustrating the blessings, the growth of the church, everything we are doing, you need to put one and one together, bring one and two together, get things done so that we can press on. The blessings are out there, but somebody is acting naive like Rhoda. May it not be you in the name of Jesus. So their prayer had been answered, but they were still praying. They were still praying. The miracle was at the door. They were still praying. Instead of opening the door, take a step of faith. Let me hear amen. amen. After you have prayed, step out there. The miracle is standing behind the door there. I said the miracle is standing there. When you are praying for a job and you finish, we write the letter and send the letter. I said send the letter. The door is open. It's open. I'll hear somebody write 500,000 letters to one location. I was told a gentleman... When he finished school, he said he wanted to work with a particular German company. He schooled here, did this everything here, but he said to himself, I want to work with BMW Germany. He said, so he began to write, look, there's no door that cannot be open to you. He kept writing, writing, writing. They, they, they found his letter, wrote back to him, gave him a job. From here, they sent him there. But you see, they say, it's impossible. It's impossible. The things you are listening to, the miracle is at the door. But you see, you are distracted by the radio. Instead of opening the door and taking the miracle, something has distracted you so much. Instead of heading this way, you are rather going this way. Be delivered. Be delivered. Be delivered. In the name of Jesus. There's nothing you pray for that God will not give you. I said, there's no door that God will open that any man can shut. And listen, anytime you are praying, Already your prayer is answered. I say your prayer is answered. The proof is that the person they were praying for was there, and yet still they were praying. Some of us, our prayer, you have to stop and take action. You're not hearing what I'm saying. It looks like you are tired. You are not ready for the word. Hmm. But I'm blessing myself. I came with my own shouts of amen, glory to God, hallelujah, Amen. I'm preaching myself happy. Hallelujah. Okay, so verse 12. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they were gathered prayer. And as Peter knocked, listen, at the door of the gates, a damsel came to Haken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice and opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. Stand on your feet. This Rhoda, hallelujah. Any instruction we give you, you can't. You can, 
You, you just cannot hold on to one instruction. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. I said, be delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. Assignments that have been given you, may you stay, may you not be distracted by anything. May you not be distracted in the name of Jesus. May you not be distracted in the name of Jesus. May you not be distracted in the name of Jesus. This lady, she was, that's why we, we don't have to commit things to people who are novices. People who do, have not been tested. Sometimes the reason why our church is delayed because some people that we have assigned certain work to, they are too naive. They, they have naivety. They are young. They've not been tested. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why I was asking Obed if he was there. If he had, Obed had not been there, he would have been struggling for scriptures on the screen. May God give us men. Let me hear him. Amen. Anything you are doing, you are not improved. You are, you are a roader. You are a roader. I said you are a roader. Watch door. Watch door here. When you hear something, you, are not, you have left the door. And then you are going to talk. Hey, I've heard Peter's voice. Oh. Can you hear Peter's voice? I don't know. <laughs> Can you hear Peter's voice? He's at the door. He's knocking. For crying out loud. What do you think we put you at the door for? Why have you come back to us? Tell the neighbor, keep, keep, keep the watch, keep the watch, keep the watch. Do your job. Come on, tell them, do your, just do your job. Turn to another bed. Do your job where we'll be okay. We all will be okay. I said, we all will be okay. I said, we all we will be okay. In the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus. I tell, I, we had a uh, workers, workers camp here. And I taught them about the pilot leadership. If you listen to me, but you see, a lot of the time, the things I tell you, the enemy, you see, by the time you leave here, he has come to steal it. I'm telling you the truth. Somebody had a vision many years ago. This was a young guy who used to come to church. We were about three, four here. And that day he came to church and preached about being co-workers of God and how you should work for God. When he was going home, he had a strong desire to work for God. And then he met a man on his way back. My ministry has a lot of angelic activities. You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> you see one of them one of these days. The angels assigned to me. I saw some of them. I will never be here until God called me. Never, never. He said nobody puts this honor on themselves except God calls them. You can't do it without backing home. So when he was going home, Old man said, Kweku, mention this meeting, give me money. And then the man, the boy like, ah, why are you asking me for at this time? I don't have any. He gave him one Ghana. And after this young man was going to pray. And then the same man appeared. Kweku, give me money. He said, ah, why? This is a very strange place to ask me for money. Usually people will ask you for money at a traffic junction, at a trotter station somewhere like that, but in a quiet place you are coming. And so he gave him his last one, and the man told him, I will come and visit you. Come on, say, I'll come and visit you. May an angel visit you forever. He, he, he's a pastor. He's a pastor. You cannot have these encounters and go and do secular work. It's impossible. May God change your direction forever. Forever. You don't need anybody to confuse you that God is. So after that, he said, I'll visit you. When he went to sleep, the man came and said, 
get up. In his sleep, come follow me. Then he took him to a gathering, and according to his story, he saw me standing there preaching. But when I speak the word, it goes over the heads of them, like a guillotine, and then to come back to me. It's one of the reasons why God moved me from there. May that thing not happen here in the name of Jesus. Otherwise, God will move you from I'll sleep one day, don't say, my son, move. If you say I should move, you think I'll be here? <laughs> You're kidding me. So the thing will flow over there and come back. This was the young guy. He came to say it after two years. So he asked the angel, why is the thing going over their heads and coming back to the man of God? He said, the thing he's telling them, they are not listening. They are not listening. They are not listening. They are not listening. So the blessing, the word of God, the power to change them is there. But somehow, you've been blocked. Some of you didn't even know that we have. I mean, Charlie, Satan has blocked your ear. I command your ears to open and your eyes to see. Some of you, this week you are praying, you don't even know. It's like the whole thing is a joke. Meanwhile, if you begin to pray, the things that will happen, you'll be amazed. All the up and down, you are the struggle. God has ordained by his servant and the way that your deliverance has come. But you see, you are going elsewhere, wasting time. Meanwhile, if you spend time here, come to pray over a time. You see that, your story. I have so many things to share with you. I say, I have so many things to share. Let me suspend this one and tell you this one. There was a lady who used to come to the church with a little girl. When she comes, she doesn't, she'll come on time. Come, say, come on time. Hmm. She's never late to church. And she will come with a little child. Come and sit there, serve God. I mean, you can see that this girl came to serve and to hear God's word. Nothing could distract her like Rhoda. Some little boy can just change your schedule right now. You are an usher, but you will not come because some boy called you to come to Labadi Beach. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody here. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So this lady will come and sit in. She never spoke. I've been watching her. She'll pay her tithe. Said the Lord, when we close, say, Pastor, hello, how are you? Then she'll go. Next week, early she'll come with the baby. You know what she told me after a year or two? She said, Pastor, <laughs> I have a story to tell you. He, she said, said I was married, but a certain woman, come on, say a certain woman. Say, say, say a certain woman. Eh? Who knows how to paint her eyes and color her lipsticks came into my marriage and took my husband. And my husband told me, like, importunity. Sometimes importunity is not shouting, it's consistency. You come into church constantly and serving God, even when you don't have any evidence to show for a change. Are you hearing me tonight? Come on, say a big amen. She was, she was importuned, coming. She would not shout. She would just serve God, and then she would go and come. Constantly, she told me that this woman took away the husband and the husband told her, I will never marry you again. I've dissolved, the man dissolved the marriage, scattered the marriage into smithings. You know, the kind of marriage, when it's scattered, it will never come together. And then she, he took off with this new woman. 
But this girl, coming to church, coming to church. She didn't come and tell me her problems. She believed that by coming to church, God can change her story. You are too quick to tell us, you tell, am I God? Why is it as soon as you come to church, you want to tell me your story? Don't you know God is here, he can hear you and deliver you? I'm preaching to somebody, a shout amen. We have people who come to church. One lady last week, she came to church. All she wanted to do was see me as if I was God. So I'll give her money. So she wasn't interested in the God of this house. She was interested in the man of God, not the God of the man. I couldn't help her. I said, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you. But if she had focused on God, God would have helped her. So she was in the year, over a year, she never said anything. Afterwards, I, would, I didn't see her for some time. I called her, I said, you say, Pastor, I have a story. The guy came back, said he's sorry, sacked the woman, and then came to do wedding again with her. <laughs> May God give you a testimony in the name of Jesus. Matters that have said it is closed forever. You don't know this God. I say you don't know this. You are too quiet for me. Oh. I say you don't know this God. I say you don't know this God. He can do miracles. He can change things around. I say he can change things around. So let me finish with the other one. The word will go and come back. So he asked him, why are they not listening? Why are they not receiving the word? Why are they not listening? So he was shocked. So he said, as the word was coming, it came straight to him and hit him. And then he fell down in the vision. I think from there he woke up or something. How do you remember the story? His life was changed. The word that was coming from this little mouth, this instruction, small, small, I give you that you've been dancing around it like Rhoda. You are doing Rhoda dance. Rhoda steps. Rhoda movements. Come on, I'm preaching better than you are saying amen. I say I'm preaching better than you are saying amen. You'll be Rhoda in instructions. You'll be Rhoda in directions. Prayer, you are doing Rhoda. Oh, fellowship, you Rhoda. It's no more Rojal. Who does that? It's no more Rojal. It's Rhoda. You see, now when you swept chairs, it will call you Rhoda. You have Rhoda yourself. Hallelujah. Hey, can I get some witnesses here? Young men, can I have some amens here? I need you to help me. Yes. 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 You have done a Rhoda. When we give you instruction, do this. Some of you will tell you, when you come, just make sure you make sure there's toilet roll, everything. You've wrote the assignments. You'll be standing here doing something else. And then you have to be reminded, oh my God, the EC is in this house in the name of Jesus. So this, this boy is now a pastor because the word I was speaking, it came to hit him and he received it. All the other people, it was over there. That will not be your story in the name of Jesus. I said, that will not be your story in the name of Jesus. There's enough power here. There's enough work. Even if there's nothing, prayer, this midnight prayer, block yourself into it. The things we are doing, get involved into it. And then you see that the power of God is really working in the house. But you have done so many rodders. We don't know even know where you are anymore. It's changing. I said it's changing. 
He that hear the saviors or endure them, I like him to a wise man. That built his house upon a rock. The wind came, the, the floods, and the rain. And the house stood. Determined to, you see, follow through the things I tell you. Determined. So I taught them pilot leadership. This is where I was going and I went. Pilot leadership, eh? If a plane travels from, say, New York to Dubai, which is 13 hours, they will do check. Come on, say check. Why do you have the files for? They will go one. Uh, ailerons, check. Pitot tube, check. Cabin pressure, check. Uh, uh, fuel gauge, check. They will check about 400 things. And they will mark all. And when you say check, you have to check. Check. Because you see, if you make one mistake, you are gone. So the reason why you don't see planes crashing is not because it's not dangerous. They're pilots. They check every single thing. If you do that, your ministry will change in this church. If you have your checklist, a pastor, the people you must call, and you do it, you'll be shocked at the results you'll be getting. I can't hear your amen. amen. So if a plane lands in Accra and say, go to Abidjan, which one, or even Kumas for five minutes, you wouldn't say, oh, because we came from 13 hours, this one, they will go through again. Check. If the plane is to fly for five minutes, if you listen to these pilot instructions I've been giving you here, even your, your life will change. Because I told you, check, check everything. This I've forgotten, I've forgotten, I've forgotten. It's, it's a rotor thing. I said it's a rotor. And I even taught you how planes crash because I have the notes there. I was shocked that I taught all of you this. I wonder how many of you have implemented it. Pilot leadership is the highest form of leadership. This is what the leadership I want us to have in this church. So a choir star, before, before praise and worship star, you have checked in already. Come on, say check in. You have checked your mic. Look where service start. You are not doing. Yes, check mic test one, two. <laughs> As if you are directing an aeroplane. <laughs> Come on, am I preaching to somebody here? No more. I said no more. I said no more. Either we are doing this thing or we are not doing it. We are doing it well, we are not doing it at all. Lift your hands, begin to pray. Semato praisha. Karo se prefe katu se. Eche du se amone karabade. Rakapo se krekete shibadi bada. Rasambo kalifate shakirobade. Resemanko iparaba peso. Kato se kite shete. Please bring the communion. He is exalted, the king is exalted on high. I will praise him. He is expressed forever exalted, and I will praise his name. Oh, he is the Lord forever, forever is true. Please, let's be quick. Heaven and earth, heaven and earth, rejoice, rejoice in His holy name. He is exalted, the King is exalted on high. 
again, again. He's exalted. He is exalted. The King is exalted on high. I will praise Him. Oh, yes. He is exalted forever. Exalted in your life. I curse weaknesses in your life. Now, there's a difference between sickness and disease. Disease are physical affliction that only has to do with the body. Sickness goes beyond the body. Sometimes it's your mind, your emotions. May God heal you tonight. He healed all our sicknesses and all our diseases. Every mental blockage be healed in the name of Jesus. Any stomach problem be healed in the name of Jesus. Any growth in your body be healed in the name of Jesus. Any growth that you are not aware of, every attack of hell, every demonic construct that has been programmed in the womb of time to be triggered suddenly like blindness, be cast tonight in the name of Jesus. Be cast tonight in the name of Jesus. Be cast tonight in the name of Jesus. Arthritis. I curse you. Blindness, I curse you. Diseases of the heart, I curse you. Sugar diseases, I curse you. Weakness in the body, I curse you. Weakness in your mind, I curse you. Some of you just can't make up your mind. Today, the anointing delivers you. The anointing releases you. As this bread touches your body and this blood gets into your sea inside, may it wipe off and purge you of every infirmity. Ah, I said every infirmity. I said every infirmity. In the name of Jesus, I release you tonight from every sickness. Your soul, anything that has captured your soul, I command your release. Ako parasimane. Hey, 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 hey. Ako manile etia. Katosia mando mekre ketoste. I see a child sick. I see God healing them right now. I saw a child standing by a mother. I see that child healed in the name of Jesus. 
When you get home, that child will be healed. Zio kleru mrani kistre dos kemana sifrelo mrakatata fibroids. I curse you. There's somebody here. You are not married. You are young. They are telling you fibroid. It's dissolving now. Look at me. One day a lady came to praise. We we're doing one week of praise, five days of praises. And she had a big fibroid. And when she came, day one, day two, the last day, when we closed, she went to the bathroom to bath. And then this whole thing fell out and came out of her system. She told Ophelia Big, it was Ophelia Big who came to tell me. She was embarrassed. So she couldn't come and tell me. Yes, sorry, the God who did the miracles. He's showing up tonight. He's showing up tonight. He's showing up tonight. He's showing up tonight. Anything called fibroid, may it fall out of your body. I detach it by the blood of Jesus. Any curse on your head that you will struggle and suffer as you partake of this communion, God removes you from that territory and from that influence. In the name of Jesus, be delivered! Be delivered! Be delivered! In Jesus' name. Go ahead, come and take it.